This is the Employment Law Show. It is 6.32. How about that? It's Thursday. Welcome to it. John Scholes here along with my co-pilot, Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner, Samfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Good to have you along on this uh, 6.30 Thursday evening. Lots of stuff to get through here. Going on disability leave. We're going to uh, put that through the filter and see what comes out the other side. So much you probably don't know about this, but as always, it's key. It's important information you should have as part of your work life and your knowledge when it comes to everyday things about your job. The, uh, the, the laws are very robust and they're in your favor, but if you don't know what they can do, then you're just as ignorant as the next guy. That's why you listen to this show all week. So we'll get to that. Uh, phone lines also open. An email or two if we got time. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And I want to mention as well, if you want to reach out after the show to Lior and his crew, one 821 5900 But case of the day is where we launch from. What's, uh, what's going on, pal? How are you? Doing well, doing great. Excited as always to yep. be here to talk about employment law and to have, hopefully answer as many questions as possible over the next 30 minutes. So take advantage of us being here live for one purpose and one purpose only, to help you, to make sure you know what your rights in the workplace are. If you're having a bad day or a bad week or you're dealing with a boss that's not treating you properly, may, most of the questions that I get, John, start with, can my boss do dot, dot, dot? Well, if you have a question like that, ask it right now. Let's make sure that you leave here more informed than you were previously. That's the name of the game. These are rights you may not even know that you have. And, of course, you can also take the next step afterwards. You can call me at the office or email me at the office so we can continue that conversation. Don't ever, ever be uh, hesitant to do that if you're facing any workplace problem. But case of the days where I like to start off a situation that came across my desk just earlier today. Well, I spoke with uh, a gentleman who uh, was suffering for the past number of, uh, of months from a, a medical condition. He was taking some medication for it. And most days he was just fine. You know, he was able to go to work. It'd be okay. Uh, but there are some days where with this medication, he was just too sick, too weak to even get out of bed. Certainly too sick to get himself to work and do this job. Uh, so over the past couple of weeks, he's had a number of those days and he was not able to go to work. So you'd have to call in the morning, say, sorry, not feeling well, not not able to come in today. Uh, and, you know, the boss didn't say much, but finally he got a, a call from his boss the last time uh, he uh, he called in sick and said, listen, you, you've been off for too long. You haven't given us any doctor's notes. From our perspective, you're off work without uh, leave, without permission so we're going to let you go. So he called me right away. He listens to the show and he wanted to know what his rights were. So here's the thing, John. It's always a good idea to give your employer a doctor's note. If you have a situation that says, well, you know, you're not always going to be able to work or you're dealing with a medical condition that sometimes may impact your ability to work, give your employer that doctor's note. But if you don't and the employer wants that note, they have to ask for it. They can't punish the employee for not providing them with a note that they never asked for. Now, if they had asked for a doctor's note and he ignored them and he just kept taking days off without the doctor's note, yeah, that could be cause for discipline for sure. But if they want a doctor's note, they can ask for it. And that's what they didn't do here. They uh, punished this person for not providing a doctor's note they never asked for, and that's wrong. So potentially right now we're dealing with a wrongful dismissal potentially also dealing with a human rights violation. It's illegal to do what they've done. So bottom line is this, for employees, yeah, good idea to get a doctor's note if you, 
you can't work or if you know you're going to have uh, some problems working in the future, get that note. But you can't be let go unless your employer demands that note and you don't give it to them. And employers, again, get that doctor's note. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to just fire someone because they're sick. You should never fire someone because they're sick. And certainly doing it this way was completely illegal. Let's get into this, pal. Going on disability leave. Always questions about this come into you. We get phone calls on the show about it as well. People are either coming back or about going on to one. They're pretty nervous about the entire topic. What issues do you see when it comes to medical leaves? Because I know you see a ton, weekly at least. Oh, my gosh, John. One of the main topics, one of the main uh, subjects that I deal with often is employees needing to go or wanting to go or being on a disability leave. And the, the types of questions that they call me have to do with anything from uh, my employer is giving me a hard time. They don't believe my doctor. Uh, they, they don't think that I'm really sick or situations where someone is on leave and they want to come back and their employer doesn't want to take them back. Or situation where they're not being accommodated. Maybe they're off on a medical leave. Now they want to come back to work, a modified duties, a modified hour. And the employer says, uh-uh, not happening. So we want to address all these topics and more because these are important issues. When you're sick, when you're disabled, there's a medical issue impacting you're very vulnerable. And the law imposes some very strict obligations on your employer in those situations. Oftentimes, too often, employers get that wrong. So we want to talk about what this means and what to do if you find yourself in that situation. Well, yeah, I mean, someone has said they got to be away from work for medical reasons, not just, you know, a sniff or, or a cough. I mean, talking medical reasons, what do they need to do when they get their ducks in a row, right? Yeah, so you're not going to be able to work. We're not talking about a situation where, you know, you woke up with a headache and yeah. you're not going to be able to go in today. But right. if you know you're going to need to be off work for, for a little while, the only thing you really need is a doctor's note. I touched on that earlier. A doctor's note. That is all you need. You don't need any more than that. Now, all that doctor's note needs to say is that you need to be off for medical reasons. Mm-hmm. That doctor can be very specific in terms of the dates. You may say you need to be off for two weeks. Or the doctor may say you're going to be off until you're going to get examined again. It doesn't have to be a specific date. Uh, what the doctor does not have to do, and in fact the doctor shouldn't do, is tell your employer what your medical condition is. That's a private thing and it doesn't matter. Just that there's a medical condition. But that doctor's note is very, very powerful. And it's the only thing you really need in order to be able to take time off. If you have that doctor's note, you can, and your employer can't stop you, can't prevent you, can do anything really. That doctor's note is your power, most powerful tool. As far as being away from work for medical reasons, how long can that uh, that individual be away? Because I, I know we, this is something we talked about on a recent TV show, and that is there's a lot of confusion being away for medical reasons and using your sick days. People get confused with that, right? Absolutely. So let's be very clear. Sick days. So your employer may have sick days, three, five, ten, whatever it is that, that you get uh, from your employer. All those sick days are, are paid days that your employer right. is going to give you if you can't work. But it has nothing to do with how many days you can actually be off. The only one that decides how long you need to be off, as I said before, is your doctor. So that may mean you need to be off for a week only, or maybe you need to be off for a month. Maybe you need to be off for months or even longer than that. And that is absolutely fine. There are times in life when we may have a serious medical condition or an injury that prevents us from working for a while. And that's okay. We understand that. And the law allows for you to be off, frankly, as long as you need to, as long as you have your doctor's support. So your employer doesn't get to decide 
doesn't matter how many sick days you have. It doesn't matter what someone else did, how long they were off. None of that matters. You can be off as long as your doctor says you need to, and your employer can't really question that, challenge that, or, or do anything about it. It makes people nervous about that if they have to go off for uh, you know a reasonably lengthy amount of time. Maybe it's for uh, whatever reasons, a surgery, maybe recovery. What happens to their job while they're on medical leave? That gives a lot of people anxiety, right? Absolutely. It, it really does uh, do that. And, you know, it, it's it's something that uh, I see very often with uh, with employers, with employees. So if you, you know, if you're being caused anxiety by your employer, again, that, that's certainly not something that they should be doing. That's not something that uh, an employer is ever allowed to do. Uh, your employer is supposed to support you if you have a serious medical condition. That's their job. Okay. Anything less than that is not acceptable. If you find your employer is doing something they're not supposed to, you really got to pick up the phone and give me a call. Does it matter if the employer has a disability plan or not? Because there's some confusion there too. No, it doesn't matter. So first of all, you know, your job stays while you're on a medical leave. Your employer should bring you back if at all possible, okay? But in terms of a disability plan, it it doesn't matter. Now, if you have a disability plan, you, you should apply for it. And you can get paid until your doctor says that you're not uh, that you're able to come back to work or till the age of 65. But the fact that you don't have a disability plan doesn't mean you can't go on disability. You can. You're just not going to get paid from an insurance company. There may be other benefits available to you from the government, either from EI or, or, or CPP or other benefits. But that one has nothing to do with the other. And none of that impacts your job. As I said, your job is still there. You're still an employee. If your employer has the ability to take you back at the end of the medical leave, they have an obligation to do so. The only time they can let you go is if you're ready to come back to work and there's just no job there. Okay. There's no job. They tried. There's no job that in time and only that time can they let you go, but with full severance. You touched on this a little bit a few minutes ago. As far as your employer is concerned, what, what medical information are they privy to? So this is probably one of the uh, most common things that employers get wrong. So too many times I see employees telling their do- their their employer, "Well, I'm going to be off. Here's my doctor's note." And the employer says, "Oh no no no, that's not good enough. We want to know more. We want your entire medical file, or we want to know exactly what your condition is and maybe what treatment you're getting." No, that's completely offside. Yeah. Your employer doesn't have a right to know what your diagnosis is, whether you're suffering from a herniated disc or sprained your ankle or you're suffering from anxiety and depression. None of that matters. What matters is whether you're able to work. And if you're not able to work, that's what they need to know. So if your employer is demanding your, your medical file, you say, no, I'm not going to give it to you. They can't punish you for that. They don't have a right to it. Now, your insurance company may have a right to it if you're part of a disability plan, you're applying for disability, the insurance company does have a right to get some additional medical information. Your employer doesn't, and it's absolutely fine to say, no, I'm not going to give it to you. I want to get Thomas on here before we break in a minute or two. Thomas, what's your question, pal? Uh, well, actually, it was uh, best practices regarding hiring elderly employees. So, yeah, you have a specific question? Um, yeah, well, my concern is like, you know, whenever you have an elderly employee, especially with our labor laws working, and it's kind of sad because, you know, you can benefit from tremendous experience, but the mm-hmm. downside is in their elder years, maybe they're not as productive. Uh, you're not able to dismiss them as a result of that. So how does an employer protect their, them, the company, I guess, from having elderly employees? 
Well, certainly, as I'm sure you already know, it is illegal to consider age in terms of hiring someone, just like it's illegal to consider age in terms of firing an employee, it's illegal to consider age in terms of hiring. So whether someone is 65 or 35, the law says, this is not me saying, the law says should not be a consideration uh, in in, uh, hiring them. Now, uh, as a practical matter, you have to understand that an older employee in some situations may have uh, times where they can't do the, the same physical job as as they did when they were younger, but that's where the duty to accommodate comes in. An employer does have to uh, accommodate if at all possible. Now, if you have an older employee that cannot do the job and can really not do any job that you give them, well, then that's a different situation. You may be able to part ways because it's not your fault. It's not their fault. It's just uh, kind of the nature of things. But if it's possible to accommodate that employee, you have to do it. And I think the best advice for employers is don't do things that will break the law. Don't discriminate. And and if you have a good employee that can contribute to the organization, bring them on uh, and and give them the opportunity to do what uh, what they're able to do. Thomas, appreciate that. If you want to reach out and ask a little more on that question or any others, you can call your call his team, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Continue Thursday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Hang on. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. And welcome back to it. We do this Monday to Thursday, 6.30 to 7, so plenty of opportunities for you to uh, get on board and take part in the show. We're back into our, uh, our topic for the night, going on disability leave. We cover this because it's such a... Uh, it's such a busy topic, and there's so much uh, ignorance. I don't mean that in a demeaning way. I mean, people just don't know about it until you've learned from Lior and the rest of this team. You might not be prepared to uh, to uh, go forth with those questions. We'll get back to that, but I want to get Danny on the air first. Danny, you had a, a question, pal. What's, uh, what do you got going on? Well, I've been on LTD for a long time and actually been accepted into long duration after the two-year period, and I've been mm-hmm. on long duration for about a year now. Uh, and all of a sudden, a benefit that my company had been paying through to my insurance company, part of it, they just stopped all of a sudden. So I called into the company, which I can still log on as an employee through my employee number. And I always used to still do that to check my pay stubs to make sure they're making my defined contribution pension plan. And I asked them, why are they not paying this anymore? And the HR lady said, I'll get back to you on that. Sure, it's a valid question. And uh, since then, she's completely ghosted me. They're not answering. She said she'd get back to me through email, and now I'm not getting any response back for a month now. I'm wondering, are they terminating me? And if they, how would I find out if they're terminating me? Well, on long duration. Well, if they terminate you, you'll know because they'll issue a record of employment and they'll tell you. the 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 only reason they could, or or, or may be able to legally stop, you know, the benefit contribution is if they're. Uh, pension plan says that once you've been off for this amount of time that they stop contributions. If that's what the plan says, then they can do that. If it's not what it says, they can't. But in terms of how to get an answer as to whether that's happening, if they don't respond to you, well, guess who they will respond to and probably within 24 hours? Hmm. Me, right? So if you want me to to, uh, get an answer for you, then I can reach out to me and I'll be happy to do that. Uh, Other than, than that, follow up with them. What they've done is potentially a constructive dismissal, but it's best to know why they've done what they've done. Is it an error? Are they wrong? Is there a, uh, something that we're, we don't know about? Like I said, if they don't get back to you, they'll get back to me and, and happy to get that answer for you. Well, just lastly, um, they, it says in my, my uh, benefit 
uh, benefit program that they pay defined contribution pension plan because of the status I was right through till 65, age 65, and and uh, they've been doing that. But there's a what's called a personal spending account where they give so much to do things that keep you in good shape and stuff like that. And I've been submitting it, and they've been paying it for uh, four or five, four years now, and two years into the long duration, and all of a sudden they stop that, and I don't know why. So if they've been paying it up, up till now, why would they stop it? You know what I mean? Is, so, it's possible that there's a term in that plan that says once you've been gone for X amount of time, whatever that X is, then we stop paying it. So if if there is if that's a formal part of that that plan, well then there's not much we can do. But if it's not, you're absolutely right. They can't just stop paying it, right? So uh, happy to to deal with this if you want, or, or get an answer, or even pursue amounts owing to you. Uh, happy to connect with you if that's what you'd like to do. Danny, appreciate your time. Going to fly, and here's that number to reach out to Lior and the team afterwards. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, you know, want to get back to our chat about uh, you know going on leave and disability, and uh, you know it's 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 scary for a lot of people doing this. You know, you mentioned that the the, the employer basically allowed. Uh, as far as prognosis, not diagnosis, what's wrong with you? As far as they start poking around and prodding, does the employee have to answer the employee's request for medical information? And if so, what kind of stuff? Or is that right off the right off the map as far as diagnosis is concerned? So an employee may need some clarification in terms of can you not work at all or is there some work that you can do? So that's that's legitimate. So they may say, well, your doctor says – you can't do your job. Okay, but does that mean you're able to do a different job? Right. Well, let's find out. They can ask that question. Or it's unclear how long you're going to be off. Maybe your doctor can give some clarity on that front. So those are legitimate questions. And if your employer asks you to get your doctor to provide that information, then you absolutely should. Legitimate. But on the other hand, if the doctor, if the employer says, well, we want your full medical files because we want another doctor to give a second opinion. Uh-uh. No. Or we want you to see, uh, you know, to get an independent medical exam. No. We want to know the list of medications you're on. No. None of that is legitimate. None of that is valid. So valid questions an employer can ask and an employee should answer as quickly as possible. But if the employer oversteps, the employee has no need and no reason to respond. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, in that in that answer the independent medical examination, the IME, because there's some confusion as opposed to, uh, well, with your employer asking for that, no, no. But if you're on long-term disability, bitch, by the way, you'll find out tomorrow night on Savannah Show, the Disability Law Show. Your uh, your insurer can ask for that. Who's covering your uh, your disability? But the the employer no can't do that. So that's that's awesome clarification there. Now, does uh, an employee have an obligation to keep their employer up to date as far as their medical condition? I, I guess your answer I'm guessing would have to do with how much time you're going to be off. Yeah, exactly. So if you're telling your employer I'm going or your doctor's telling your employer you're going to be off for a week, well then I think that's yeah. good enough. At the end of the week, you come back to work and 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 that's it. But if you're going to be off for a while. Maybe it's a few months or maybe it's indefinitely. We don't know when not what you'll be back. It's a very, very good idea to send your employer an update every once in a while. You know, maybe every couple of weeks. And I'm not even saying a doctor's note, but even an email saying, just so you know, employer, uh, still working on getting better. And, you know, I have a, a checkup with my doctor coming up and I'll let you know how it goes. Just so that they know, number one, that you're still there and that they know that you're trying and hoping and, and planning to come back to work. You don't want your employer to believe, well, we haven't heard from you in, in a year. We thought you've just decided to move on, right? That could cause yeah. all kinds of complications. 
So is a is a good rule. You know, it's not something that the law requires, but it's something in my experience goes a long way. Is you wanna stay in touch every couple of weeks, a brief note or even a text message, just to remind your employer that you're there. By doing that, you're gonna make it very difficult for your employer to let you go, to say that they don't have a job for you, to say that you somehow resigned your job. So very important to try to do that. We did kind of mention the disability insurer there. What happens if they threaten to cut you off, the employee? It, you know, the majority of people that are on disability at some point are going to get some pushback from their insurance company. And most individuals, either that the insurance company doesn't approve them when they should or, or threatens to cut them off or says, well, we just don't think you're disabled enough anymore. So go back to work. If that's the case and your doctor disagrees, if your doctor still feels, no, you can't work, you should still be on. Well, we need to deal with your insurance company. Okay. They but they hope that by telling you you're cut off, you'll, you'll go away, you'll forget about it, and you'll just uh, you know assume that there's nothing you can do. There absolutely is. We have a whole team at the office dealing exclusively with these disability issues. Either they can uh, get you back on to the disability plan or they can get you compensation. But remember, your doctor, I said it matters when it comes to your employer. It matters just the same when it comes to your insurance company. If your doctor knows you can't work and you know you can't work, that's all that matters. Now it's time to go back to work. You're ready. You've been approved. Uh, what happens if the uh, employer says, no, we're okay? Well, your employer has to make all efforts to bring you back to work. So that doesn't mean right. necessarily firing someone to make a job for you. But if your old job doesn't, first of all, if your old job exists, they have to try to take you back to that. If your old job doesn't exist, they have to make all efforts to find you a similar job in terms of compensation and pay. If that doesn't exist, there's nothing there then and only then can they terminate you with severance. If they don't want to bring you back, they don't try, they don't uh, even want to discuss this with you, that's a human rights violation, it's a wrongful dismissal, it's illegal. So if your employer is ghosting you in that situation or not talking to you or saying, we have nothing for you, goodbye, wrong, illegal, you have to give me a call right away in that situation. The law does not look favorably at employers that do that, not at all. A lot of information, but man, does it go quickly. You'll probably want to reach out after the show, even after this half hour. You can do so. one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. I want to remind you as well, the severance pay calculator and other information, absolutely free and anonymous, available to you by simply going to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you again on the weekend with another edition of the Employment Law Show. 